0: As we prepare our hearts and minds to listen to the word of God, would you pray with me? God of wisdom, as we share your word and find the good news in your presence, we ask that you open our ears to hear your voice and open our hearts to experience your power, which leads us from darkness to light, from lament to joy and praise, in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture is a familiar song of a praise, Psalm 100. I'm reading it from New Revised Standard Version. Listen, now for the word of God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with a singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gate with thanksgiving, and his court with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I wonder when the last time was that some ask you, how are you? These days, this question is more difficult to answer for me than a tricky theological question. I often find myself spending a few seconds really think about how to answer the question or simply say find almost like a reflex answer. So how are you when your world has been turned upside down? How are you when you think this situation might not end soon? How are you when you realize you cannot gather and celebrate this upcoming Thanksgiving with your family and friends. How are you? As you think about how you can no longer plan your holiday vacation as you have always planned. So I ask you to think seriously. How are you with all of this? All of these questions wait on my heart and maybe yours as well. When I think about it, these questions give me reason to take a deep breath. The most appropriate answer that I have found is, I am good considering everything that is going on. All of us have spent more alone time or with our immediately family time since March when all of the closures and cancellations and challenges and changes began around us. Although sometimes I am stressed out by all of the changes, the new ways of doing ministry, the unfamiliarity of life and the ministry, I would still say that I am really okay despite everything going on around me. In the process of thinking about how I am doing and about how you are doing, I started thinking about another question. How is it with your soul? Friends, this is a very historical question that John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement opened up all his small groups with. How is it with your soul? Interestingly enough, this pandemic has enabled me to spend more time than ever before thinking about my honest feelings and deep inner voice to nourish and care for my own well-being and spiritual health. I've realized that the less time I spend with others, the more time I spend with God. I find when my own life gets a bit simpler because of many external factors that I cannot control like this pandemic there is more space in my mind and the time for God prior to the pandemic I found that often I didn't pay enough attention to the presence of God because my life was so packed with meetings responsibilities and the people I wonder if any of you might be able to relate to this Often my focus was not on God. Rather, my mind was busy trying to complete these tasks and plans and run programs and events at the church. I was a diligent worker, but I'm not sure all my works truly became praises to God and lifted God's name up. When things changed in March, my eyes were opened to realize that I was stuck in a familiar, busy life. I realized that my life was, for lack of a better description, pretty self-centered instead of God-centered. Of course, due to the pandemic, my life is busy in a different way now. But I find that I do have space and time for God over all other things. All the knowledge that I have as Christian and a pastor has become a real part of my life now. Now, more than ever, all of the realizations that were in my head through my entire Christian life has come down to my heart. I'm learning what it truly means to apply my knowledge and understanding to build up my life around God, instead of having God around my life. Today's scripture Psalm 100 is one of the familiar psalms. It is often used in worship as a call to worship. Making a joyful noise to Lord all the earth. Familiarity is good but it can also be poisonous. That's why many of us do not like change, although change can lead to positive outcomes. Many of us initially have a negative response to any type of change. Most of us like things to stay the same. We like the familiar I mentioned earlier that pre-pandemic, my life was in a busy pattern and I didn't spend enough time with God. The familiar life that I liked was not the best for my relationship with God. Similarly, this familiar psalm sounds good to us, but if we just memorized Memorize or chant it without considering a deeper meaning. The psalm is meaningless. As Psalm 100 proclaims, God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's faithfulness to all generations. This is our Christian belief in God's attributes. God's goodness. Steadfast love and faithfulness. Where do you find the signs of God's goodness, steadfast love, and faithfulness in your life? Where have you seen God today? This week, many of us will ask and be asked, what are you thankful for? This question may be a little harder for some of us to answer this year. Life has been hard for many people over the past several months. For a while, for a while before the pandemic, I used to list 10 things I was thankful for. Reasons that I was thankful every night before going to bed. If you have done something similar before, you'd know that this is not an easy practice. Some days, it was a great reminder of all the good things in my life. Some days, it was proof that I was stressed out or exhausted as I struggled to find 10 reasons for the day. This was helpful for a while, but eventually, I realized that that's not what I needed for my spiritual growth. I realized that I can experience God's unconditional love and acceptance every single day without making a list. Psalm 100 teaches us who God is and why we worship God. As we listen to the psalm, we can imagine that a group of people are entering the gate and courts in the temple, and we can hear the glorious and worshipful marching with the songs and praises. Just as they entered the temple with a joyful noise and praise, we come to worship. In the history of Israel, they carried the temple wherever they went because it was their belief that the temple was a sacred place that represented God. The temple was a symbol of God's presence. As the Israelites went into the temple, their hearts were filled with joy and thankfulness. They fully received the presence of God into their hearts, minds, and spirits. Now, thankfully, we can worship at any time, at any place we want. We have all found that to be true in this new pandemic season. Our worship space has been expanded beyond these church walls and our regular worship time, which is good. It is also very convenient. We can now choose when and where we worship depending on our situation and personal preferences. We are benefiting from all of this great technology from virtual worship services to Zoom meetings and Bible studies at home. St. Stephen's has been closed since March 15th like most of churches in Virginia. Except for two outdoor services and a special confirmation service, all Sunday services have been recorded on Friday and unloaded on virtual platforms on Sundays so that the congregations and our friends can watch it when and where they would like. Like many of you, I experienced that my Sunday was not like my normal Sundays anymore. Not physically going to church on Sunday was very weird for me. Yet, quite soon, I started to get used to the convenience of watching watching a worship at home. I didn't need to wake up early, put on makeup, and dress up. I loved it. A game I will say that convenience and familiarity became a temptation to me. I found myself watching a Sunday service while eating, cleaning my desk, organizing files, making a bed, sometimes washing dishes. I became a worship watcher, as if I'm watching a show on Netflix or YouTube. An easy click in my comfortable space brought me to worship. But my mind and the heart were not ready for worship. I again realized that familiarity could be poisonous to me. I'm not just talking about what I am wearing, but about my readiness to really worship God. The reason I'm sharing my personal and honest struggle with you during this pandemic is not to tell you my weaknesses as a pastor and a Christian, but to tell you that our faithful worship continue regardless of what situation we find ourselves in. We need to ask ourselves, what is the meaning of worship, especially in this pandemic? For me, Sunday used to be set around God. All the reasons that I was busy on Sunday morning were for God. However, due to the pandemic, things were not just for God anymore, but about my convenience. The pandemic blinded my eyes for a while but it also awakened my spirit and enabled me to deepen my understanding of God and relationship with God. The Israelites who worshiped and praised God with Psalm 100 didn't find a reason to worship and praise God. The Psalm doesn't give us the reasons why they worshiped and praised God. It simply invited all the earth to join them in their worship to God. Not even because of something God has done, but just because of who God is, how good God is, they worshipped. In their attitude of worship, I find an attitude. In their attitude of worship, I find an attribute of God who loves us, the world, unconditionally. God loves us without reasons. God loves us unconditionally just as we are. Even though we are not perfect, even though our life is not perfect, even though we often choose convenience over God, God still loves us unconditionally. For God's love toward us has no reasons, God just loves us. God's love endures forever as a psalmist praises. Remember the list of reasons for Thanksgiving, for being thankful that I mentioned earlier. Thanksgiving with reasons won't last forever. However, Thanksgiving without reasons lasts forever. That is why I stopped finding 10 reasons of Thanksgiving every night before going to bed. I found that I no longer needed the reasons. I no longer needed the list of reasons to be thankful. I truly believe that God has used this pandemic time to deepen and strengthen our faith and spirituality and helped us to grow in our faith journey. Something that we Christians should continue growing until we take our last breath on earth. So, what are you thankful for? Why? Do you worship and praise God today? I hope and pray that we give thanks to God regardless of the reasons. I hope that we realize that God doesn't give reasons to love us. God offers God's love and salvation unconditionally without reason or our understanding although we may sometimes say aloud with our tears, even though my life is not going well, even though I'm going through the darkest valley of life, even though I've lost my job, even though I had no chance to say goodbye to my loved one, even though my plan is not longer possible, Although we may have even those in our life, can't we give thanks to God? Every year on Easter Sunday, we proclaim that we are Easter people who believe in the empty tomb and the risen Christ who brought us a new life and a new beginning. Right now, during this pandemic, I see ourselves living between Good Friday and Easter morning, a dark, lonely, and troubled time of life. We who believe in our resurrected Lord can spend this time looking forward to how God uses this time to make us anew and how our faith is transformed by God, God's touches, and healing work in the world. God is beyond our human knowledge and understanding. So we cannot fully understand God and God's work, but what we do know is that our God is alive and active in this world. Today is Christ the King Sunday. It is a time when all Christian churches confess that the reason Christ is our king, who offered his life for you and me. Christ is the king of our lives, and we give all things to God as his people. Here, all things literally means all things that we have. Whether we think it is enough or not, we give our God our king, all that we have, all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls, and all of our spirit, just because of who God is and how good God is. Psalm 100 is a psalm full of worship and praise, not because of the work of God but purely because of God's goodness, steadfast love, and faithfulness. Because of who God is, God's shepherding love, they worshiped and praised God. Friends, we are living in this uncertain time. The truth is that we don't know how long this season of a pandemic will last. It's unpredictable. Yet, if we create a space in our hearts to embrace all the challenges, struggles, loneliness, and sorrow as they are, I believe we can experience the work of God who turns all the things to joy, happiness, delightfulness, and thankfulness. That is why we give thanks to God. That is why we lift up our life of praise to God, who has come as our king and who rules all the things in our life, in the world, and in the universe. Not because of what God has done, Not because of what has done by God, but because of what God can do for us. That is, God's goodness, steadfast love, and faithfulness. My prayer for all of you is that your life becomes a song of thanksgiving. Not just a one-time song or prayer of thanksgiving your life can become a life of praise, which is so contagious that your thankful heart overflows, changing not only yourself, but your family and friends, society and the world. That is the way to spread the good news and fulfill our mission as a Christian and the church to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Even though, even though, Lord, receive our song of thanksgiving. Receive our life of praise. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.